0: This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a genuine
1: pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. And we do appreciate those of you who've tuned in to watch today. We may have those of you watching for the very first time, and we hope that you'll stay tuned today as we discuss some of life's great essentials. There are some things in life that we cannot do without. We want to talk about some of those things today. Please stay tuned. We appreciate those watching today who watch every time we're on the air. And what I would urge you to do is to tell someone else about getting to know your Bible. Now today we offer a free Bible Correspondence Course, and we want to make that available to each one of you who has not yet received the Course. And that you might know more about it, we want to pause so that you can learn not only about the Course, but how you can receive it.
0: To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational, it's based on the Bible, it's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214.
1: I want to call your attention now to a passage in the 15th chapter of John's gospel. And I'm going to read verse number five. I am the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. You know, many people grew up without conveniences of life. We, we sometimes say they grew up hard. I've had people to tell me, Brother Lambert, we were poor when I was a child, but we really didn't know it. We were happy, we didn't have conveniences, we didn't have a stylish a lifestyle, but we were happy people and we had a close-knit family. Well, there are just some things that you don't necessarily need in life. You can get by without those things. I know some today think that they've got to have all of the latest, latest fads. They, they've got to have the, the latest clothing, this most thing, this the most stylish and the, the, the shiniest cars, and they've got to have the iPads and the iPhones and the computers and all of those things. But really, if it was necessary you could do without them but what we're talking about are things that are absolutely essential to our lives to our happiness to our peace of mind and to our hope for the future these things are essential in a previous telecast we mentioned the fact that you cannot be forgiven your sins without the blood of christ Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22 says, uh, "...without the shedding of blood, there is no remission." So our salvation depends upon our contacting and taking advantage of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Without His blood, we cannot be forgiven our sins. And if you would obey the gospel by believing on Christ, repenting of your sins... Confessing your faith in Christ by being baptized into Christ. Baptized into the death of Christ according to Paul in Romans 6, chapter 6, in verse 3 and verse 4. You rise to walk out of that, uh, from that watery grave to walk in the newness of life. Your sins can be cleansed and washed away in the precious blood of Christ. Let me read a couple of verses to you that will show that you cannot be forgiven without blood. Revelation 1, 5. Unto him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. What can wash away our sins nothing but the blood. When does that blood wash our sins away? Acts twenty-two, sixteen. Arise, be baptized, and wash away your sins. Our sins are washed away when we as penitent confessing believers are baptized into Christ. Without the blood of Christ, there is no forgiveness. But let's notice another of life's essentials, and that one is found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. You cannot please God without faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of all of them that diligently seek him. That's found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. And so this is an essential. This is absolutely essential for our peace of mind, for our happiness, and for our hope for the future. Without faith, you cannot please God. But someone may say, well, Brother Lambert, what do you mean when you use the word faith? Just what are you talking about? What is faith? Well, someone may say, well, Brother Lambert, don't you think faith is trusting in someone? Well, that's true to an extent. Someone says, don't you think it's having confidence in someone? That means that I have faith in that person. That's true to an extent. But Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, gives us the biblical definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, to the person of faith, to that man and woman of faith, the unseen is not unreal, it is merely unseen someone says, well, I just don't really understand that. Well, there are many things in life we have faith in. That is, we believe in their reality, even though we cannot see them. You think about the air that we're breathing right now. I cannot see it, but I'm living off of the air that's in this room where I'm taping this telecast. And you're living off of there. We can't see it. We see it being demonstrated. I believe it. I've never seen it, but I believe it. I, I see uh, people sometimes, and, and they're having thoughts, and, and I'm sure you're having a thought right now. I'm having thoughts right now, but we can't see each other's thoughts. That's something we cannot see, and yet we believe that people still can have thoughts. It's a matter of faith, isn't it? And our faith in God, our faith in Jesus, our faith in the Holy Spirit, our faith in the in the, in the soul of man, our faith in the angels, our faith in heaven and hell, all uh, based upon er, evidence in their reality. You see, I cannot see those things, but by faith, I believe that they are real. Someone says, well, what is the evidence? Don't, don't you think if, if, if in my heart that I just, I, I just, it's my opinion that those things are real, that that makes them real? Well, you see, you could have an opinion about a thing and your opinion may not be correct. Someone says, well, the way I, this is, this, I just feel it. I just feel it in my heart. That, that's not, that, that's not the way that faith comes through our feeling. Romans 10 verse 17 makes it so plain. He says, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. One man said that faith is a miracle. That faith is a miracle. But faith is not a miracle. Faith comes as a result of a teaching process. It comes as a result of me being taught the Word of God. That is being exposed to the evidence that things that we read in the Bible are true. I I know there is a God because the Bible tells me. I could look at the universe around me and believe that there were There was some design out there in the universe because the universe is filled with design. Everything has so much design to it. Well, I might see all of that and I might just assume that there were hundreds or thousands of designers. But I'm indebted to the Bible to tell me there was only one designer. And that one designer is God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the Bible is the, is, the, is the evidence, is the testimony for our having faith in those things that we're not able to see with the human eye. Faith is important. Let me tell you some of the reasons I believe in, that faith is so important to us. Now, we've already noticed one of them. You cannot please God without it. We're to live by faith. Paul in Romans 1.17 says the just shall live by faith. But, But in 1 Timothy 6 and 12, he said, Fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life. We are involved in a battle of faith, a fight of faith. And we need to be strong in the faith today. We need to be strong in faith like Abraham. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God, for he was persuaded what he had promised, he was able also to perform. That's found in Romans chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. We need strong, unstaggering, unwavering faith in God in the days in which we live. One cannot please God. One cannot come to God without believing that He is, and without accepting the evidence for the reality of God. Psalms chapter 19 and verse 1 says, "...the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork." How can you explain the world around us without God? Genesis 1 verse 1 is the simplest explanation for everything that exists in our world. And I'm aware of all of the arguments that are made to the contrary. But God is the creator. In Romans the first chapter, Paul in the beginning in the 18th verse said, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness and ungodliness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And then in verse 19 he said, For that which may be, may be known of God has been revealed unto them, for he has shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things which are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they're without excuse. You know what he's saying? There's absolutely no excuse for an individual to not have faith in God. The evidence for God is absolutely overwhelming. You only just take one example of that. Take the human body. And the design there is in the human body. How can you explain the design of the human body without a designer? Why do we have our eyes in our head where they are so we can see where we're going? Why why do we have two ears with which to hear? Why do we have one mouth? Think about the eye. You think about the eye that's in the body. It's nothing more than a camera that, that, that's projecting images to the brain. There's so much design about the human body that tells us there's a designer. Then you think about the distance that the earth is from the sun, from the moon. And you think about the tilt of the axis of the earth. All of that's with precision. Fact is, if we were closer to the, to the sun than we are, we'd burn up, we farther away, we'd freeze to death. God made it with design. He made it with precision. And there is absolutely no excuse for an individual to say that there is no God. There is no excuse. And it's without faith in God, without faith in God, we cannot please Him. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. And you cannot survive without faith in God. Let me read that verse one more time. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, that is, that He exists, and that He is a rewarder, of all of them that diligently seek Him. Are you diligently seeking Him today? I'd urge you to do so. It's essential. That's one of life's essentials. Now let me mention one other essential, and that is you cannot survive now and eternally without Jesus Christ. In John 15 and verse 5, Jesus said, Without me, you can do nothing. Now, we've mentioned three essentials in life. Apart from the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Without that blood, there's no salvation. Without faith, we cannot please God. And without Christ, we can do nothing. In the context of John 15, Jesus is the true vine. And we're branches in that vine. And our spiritual life comes from Him. He's the source of all spiritual life. And so if we separate ourselves away from Christ, the true vine, we cannot survive. In John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Colossians 3 and 4, And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Jesus is our life. And without Christ, our life, we can do nothing. And in Jesus Christ, we can find life that is abundantly given to us if we will only accept it. You know, in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, I am come that men might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Have you ever thought about what Jesus offers to us? Jesus offers us everything that we need to live now and to live eternally. I know we have a lot of things that we want in life, things that we want that we might be able to do without. But my friend, you cannot do without Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the bread of life. John chapter 6 and verse 41. You know, in life, our our needs are, are very simple. We just need something to eat, something to drink, something to wear. And if you get to thinking about it, anything beyond that is a luxury. That's just essentials. We need something to eat. Well, spiritually, we need something to sustain us. And Jesus Christ is the bread of life. In John chapter 4 and verse 10, we learn that Jesus is the water of life. So we have the bread of life. We have the water of life. So we need bread and water to sustain us spiritually. Jesus is the one who supplies that. Jesus also is referred to in John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 as the light. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In John 8 and 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So we need light. We'd be groping in darkness without the light. And Jesus Christ is the one who gets us out of the darkness, and he gets us into the light. Men are groping in darkness today. There are friends around us, all around us today that are groping in the darkness. They need to come to Christ to be in the light. And then Jesus Christ is also the way. Sometimes we don't know the way we need to go. But Jesus said, I am the way. There's really no going without Christ. He is the way, the only way. We live in a pluralistic society where people say, well, you go this way and I go this way. Someone else will go their way. That one way is just as good as another way. Jesus said, I am the way. He's not one of the ways. He is the way. I am the way. Well, where are we going? We're going to another dimension called eternity. Eternity. And Jesus is the way from earth to heaven. Jesus said, I'm the way. Have you ever been lost, not know which way to go? You ever been driving your car, get turned around, not sure where you were, didn't have a GPS, didn't have a map? You just sort of had to stumble around to find your way. Well, you don't have to stumble around spiritually when you've got Jesus, who is your guide, who is your leader, who is pointing the way. Jesus is the way. Jesus also is the truth. Jesus was standing before Pilate on one occasion, and Pilate asked Jesus this question, what is truth? The thing I believe is so ironic about that is that Pilate was standing in the presence of truth. Truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. I am the truth. Jesus Christ is the epitome of truth. And what Jesus taught is truth. Truth. In John 17 and verse 17, the Bible said, Sanctify them with thy word. Thy word is truth. In John 8, 32, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Truth is something that's so important in life. Truth is important when you go into a courtroom. Maybe you're called in to testify and you're asked to place your hand on the Bible and raise one hand and and you're asked, do you promise that, that you're telling the truth? Are you telling the truth? And when you get in an airplane and that pilot who's they're going to fly that airplane. You want him to have the truth about how to fly that plane. You want him to know everything there is to know about flying that plane because one bit of error can cause that plane to crash. You go have a prescription filled at the pharmacy and you want that pharmacist to fill that prescription Just exactly the way the doctor ordered. You want it done truthfully. We want truth in everything we do in life. Man and woman are married, and they promise to be faithful and true to one another until they die. And in matters of religion, we need to be concerned about what is true. What is true? Pilate said, What is truth? And Jesus said, Whatever I teach you is truth. If there is such a thing as truth, there's also something that's not true. There's something called error. In Matthew 22:29, 29, Jesus said, You do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. And so we can only know truth by going by the Bible. And so Jesus is the truth. And Jesus said, You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. What we really need now in life is Christ. Without Christ, we can do nothing. Jesus Christ also is a lamb that has been slain for the salvation of the human family. Revelation 13, 18, slain from the foundation of the world. That is, it was predicted that Jesus Christ would come into this world, and that He would die upon the cross for the sins of all mankind. Now, we're talking about something being absolutely essential. Without the blood, you cannot be saved. Without faith, you cannot please God. And without Christ, you can do nothing. Now, consider the eternal benefits of having Christ being in Him. The eternal benefits. One of those eternal benefits of knowing that you are in Jesus Christ, not outside of Christ, but you're in fellowship with Him, you're in Christ, is that you have the benefit of all spiritual blessings from God. Listen to chapter uh, 1 of the book of Ephesians and verse number 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. All spiritual blessings are found in Jesus Christ. There's forgiveness in Christ in whom we have redemption through His blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 7. So that's another one of those spiritual benefits of having Christ, being in Christ. We have forgiveness. Then there's salvation. Listen to 2 Timothy 2 and 10. I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus. Salvation is in Jesus Christ. And then we're saved from condemnation by being in Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Jesus Christ. And when you're in Christ, you have hope at the end of life's way. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. My friend, the expression in Christ is found multiple times in Scripture, and it suggests a relationship with Jesus Christ. At life's end, I want to be found in Christ. Without Christ, I can do nothing. Without Christ, I can be nothing. Without Christ, I can hope for nothing that would be pleasant in the future. But with Jesus Christ, I have hope. Are you in Christ? The Bible teaches that as a believer in Jesus Christ, as a penitent believer, as a confessing believer, you're to be baptized to be in Christ. Galatians 3, verse 27, Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. These are life's great essentials. I want to thank you for watching today. And in the closing moments, may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. If you don't know where the Church of Christ is located, you call us and we'll help you locate it. We do this all of the time. And I want to urge you also, if you've not yet done so, to call for the Bible course. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you,
0: is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible Correspondence Course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at knowyourbible@golftel.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.